Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. My guest on Freedom Forum Radio is Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn, who is a candidate for Congress, uh, GOP primary, June 23rd from North Carolina's 11th District, Madison Cawthorn is an incredible young man. Uh, his life was on a, an, a, an all-star trajectory. He had received uh, from Mark Meadows an appointment to the U.S. Naval Academy, his dream, and it was all unfortunately uh, sidelined by a terrible automobile accident before he got there, in which he is now paralyzed from the waist down. But he has made... He took that decision to not let that terrible tragedy uh, ruin his life, and he's made some incredible strides. Tell us a little bit, uh, Madison, about what you're now doing before we start on what you believe. Well, Dr. Dan, thank you again for having me here. Uh, you're absolutely right when you say that my life was derailed. My life was, was taken off a track that it was not supposed to go on, and I, I truly believe that my life was, was on track to, to be magnificent, to be easy, to be fun and to be fulfilling. But then at the end of the day, uh, that was all changed. And, you know, I see that going on today in our country. I believe that America is on an all-star track, like you said, and it, it, it's taking us to these heights that are incredible, that it's given this, this freedom of the individual. It's completely revolutionized the way the world works. We've taken power away from the ruling elite and given it to the everyday common man. And so I believe now that we've got so many problems in our country because people are trying to derail the trajectory of our country. And, you know, I believe that at this point we've got to elect people who have backbone, people who have the stamina to go up to Washington to fight, and people who are going to be effective, someone who's going to go up there and have true conservative values but also be able to effectively communicate what makes America special. And so that's why I'm running for Congress. You say you're running for Congress because, and I'll quote you, America's worth fighting for. I'm a fighter. I've overcome great adversity. I'll be a strong voice for faith, family, and freedom. And you also said, I'm running because our faith, our freedoms, and our values are under assault from the coastal elites and the collectivists like Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So you have, you have your mindset is absolutely correct, uh, Madison. Uh, it'll be a tough fight, though, won't it? I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to be a battle. It's going to be something where we're going to have to go into the trenches and, and plug it out and see what happens. Uh, but I, 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 as, as you just said in my quote, that I do believe America's worth fighting for. I believe that our founding principles are something that we're starting to get away from, and I, I think that that's a problem. I think that our founding principles ground us. They make us a strong society, and they, 
they enable us to be able to fight back when we face incredible hardships. And, you know, right now what we've got going on in the country is we have this, this terrible coronavirus that's going on, and it's a terrible for our economy. It's terrible for the human suffering it's creating. Uh, but when I think about where I am, I think I am positioned in the greatest country on the planet to be able to handle this threat head on. And that's a reason why I think it's important that America stays at the top. And, you know, when I say at the top, I, I mean the American ideal, the, the idea of individual freedom, the idea of, 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 of one man owning his property and one woman having her own vote. I, I truly believe that we have got to hold America together because, you know, I think we saw this after the 1940s. Once, once World War II ended, we have seen an unprecedented season of, of peace and prosperity that the planet has really never seen before. And so I think it's imperative that America stays the way that it, it needs to be because in true to our founding principles, because that's what has propelled us to be such a great country in the first place. And so, again, that's why I'm going to Congress to fight. And you're absolutely right. This is going to be a battle. There are some very capable uh, opponents on the other side of the aisle who think the exact opposite of the way I do. Well, let's talk about some of the some of the issues that are paramount. Uh, obviously, you've had medical issues. Obviously, at this point, uh, we're facing a an, an epidemic uh, due to a, a novel virus, uh, and, and we can, uh, of course, we can. Uh, debate why that happened and how that happened. But the point is, I'm a, I am a physician, as you know, and I have been one all my adult life. And I know that American medicine is the best in the world. You know, people routinely come here from all over the world to get care that's not available in their own countries. So while I personally made the decision many years ago that I must take care of all my patients, regardless of their ability to pay, I understand that we do need it to have a system that gives everyone access to quality care. So, Madison Cawthorn, what do you propose uh, to fix the defects in our medical care system? You know, I've got some very broad things that I want to push for in government. You know, I want term limits on Congress. I want a balanced budget amendment on the Constitution. I want to fight the rise of socialism and collectivism. Uh, but when it comes to actual policy decisions, I will tell you that health care is the number one thing on my list. I feel like for too long the Republican Party has been just been the party of no when it comes to health care, no to changing it, no, we're, we're not going to do anything. But they've really not brought together any great ideas to be able to rally the American people behind them. And so in my opinion, I think that what we need in the health care system, and, is, and this is very personal because as you said, I was in a terrible car accident when I was 18 years old. And when I came out of that, even after having uh, after having so many uh, so much of that of my debt paid by my insurance, uh, I still had three million dollars in medical debt, which is a crushing amount for anyone to handle, but especially an eighteen year old. And so, what I truly feel that we've got to reform our healthcare system so that it's more accessible to everybody. So that if you go through a catastrophic situation, or let's just say that you're in hard times and you're having to decide between paying for electricity or paying for, you know, sending your your child to the hospital, I think we have got to change our system. And oftentimes, when I say that, a lot of people expect me that the next thing I'm going to spout is. Oh, well, you know what? That's why we need socialism. That's why we need the uh, socialized medicine. That's why we need the government to come to the rescue. But my belief is the exact opposite of that. I do believe what we need is we need more competition in the market. I mean, when we look at North Carolina, for example, my home state, I believe that, you know, we essentially have a monopoly when it comes to Blue Cross Blue Shield. There's 
There's no interstate competition with the insurance companies, and so much of the healthcare system is is a protected market, and it doesn't have to deal with direct competition with others. And so I believe that if we introduce more competition to the market, what it's going to do is going to increase quality and lower prices. Um, I really believe what Trump is doing, what President Trump is doing, is incredible when he he's trying to make uh, so much so much of our medical care just has to be with transparent pricing. Because I mean, when's the last time that someone went to the hospital and they said, "Well, if you want to get this surgery, it's going to be seven thousand dollars"? I mean, you always get those surprise bills at the very end. So I believe that we've got to change our Medicare, our healthcare system, so that it's accessible for everyone in the country, but yet it's still the highest quality in the world. I think one of the problems that that people have is they don't understand the difference between insurance and access. Uh, and that's a very important point uh, for me, obviously, as a physician. There are all kinds of insurance plans that you could get uh, from Medicaid to Medicare and supplements and other kinds of things. But the problem for patients is all of these plans, even though they are in, they are an insurance plan, it does not give you access to care. I think that is what the key is. And you've, you've said some things which indicate to me that you are very much a free market individual. And I think those are the principles that have to be applied to the healthcare system. And no, I, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I am a, extraordinarily a, a free market capitalist, and I believe that's the best system on, on the planet. Obviously, it has its flaws at the, end of, at the end of the day, but every system does. But I, I believe that is the best system to create high quality and to create access. Uh, you know, and when you talk about we, that we need access to care, I, I think that's absolutely right. When I talk about reforming our healthcare system, we have got to have something that's going to help Americans who have pre-existing conditions so that everyone can get care so that it's not limited to just those healthy few who are able to afford it, but rather it's going to take care of absolutely everybody. And, you know, this is not, not to jump in between topics, but this is why I really believe that we have got to secure our borders. We have so many illegal immigrants coming to this country, and let's say that we wanted to help somebody, uh, but we have all of these illegal immigrants in our country, our society cannot hold that up. Our society is not going to be able to afford to pay for the entire world to just come here and get their get their care taken care of. What we've got to do is we've got to lock down our borders and make sure that we know who's here so that we can create a plan that helps everybody, but it's, it's not one that's going to destroy our system of economics. We're talking with Madison Crawthorn candidate in the GOP primary, a runoff primary for Congress from North Carolina's 11th district. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you're, we're discussing really issues of great importance. And uh, one of the things that strikes me about, about you is that whatever issue it is you're talking about, you, you understand that your position is based on the American individual freedom philosophy that is uh, secured and protected by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So we talked about immigration, uh, and you believe in strong borders, do you not? I do indeed, and it's not because I hate immigrants. I think that immigrants coming to our country legally really add value to our country that we couldn't have otherwise. But what I see, especially going on on our southern border, is a major national security threat. When you really think about it, we have these major organizations in the form of cartels who are going and doing billions of dollars of revenue every single year. And I believe that we saw 
uh, late last year or maybe in January of this year uh, when the Mexican government was trying to take into custody El Chapo's, the famous, the famous uh, criminal from Mexico, El Te- wanting to take El Chapo's son into custody. One of the cartels showed up and they defeated the Mexican military to the point that the Mexican military had to retreat. So what I, when I understand that people are upset because they think that we're xenophobic because we want to lock down our borders, I tell them that it's not because I don't like immigrants. I think that people from all over the world have so much value to offer. What I cannot stand for is having a, a militarized force on our southern border who does billions of dollars of revenue and has effectively shown time and time again they can get anyone they want over our borders. It's a major national security threat to me, and I believe it's something that we have got to address. Uh, and I agree with you, and I, of course, uh, I know that most of my listeners do. Uh, we had a guest uh, on Freedom Forum Radio uh, half a year ago who is a, an older gentleman and his wife, and they own a ranch on the border, uh, on the border with Mexico in, uh, in Arizona. And he was telling us that the Mexican drug cartels occupy the high points on the American side all along the border with military-type sophisticated night vision equipment, and they monitor and watch over the trails by which the coyotes bring drugs and illegal immigrants into the country. And they're there with not only watching, they're there with high-powered rifles to protect them and to make sure that the goods are delivered. So we are fighting a very well-equipped uh, paramilitary force, uh, both on the Mexican side and the American side of the border, uh, which is bringing uh, drugs and illegal items and illegal aliens into the country, uh, which you know and so articulately has said is not good for us. No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, and the another thing that I think is the amount of human suffering that uh, this illegal flow of traffic causes to our country. The amount of human trafficking that happens is just it, it, it's one of the most deplorable things that I've I've ever realized that is going on. And that's why I believe that we have got to lock our borders down. And I it's it, it's because I care about people that I want to lock these borders down, not because I hate anyone. I want everyone to be safe. I want everyone to have a, a safe environment to grow up in, not for some of our young American girls to be kidnapped or not for young girls anywhere in the world to be kidnapped and brought maybe into our country, as, as disgusting as that thought is. And so I, I really believe we've, we've got to lock our borders down. You know, you're certainly not alone in that. And I think the, one of the important points is is that there are people in government who have their own reasons for having open borders. What do you think that is? Uh, in a word, globalism. I believe that with open borders, it enables so many people to say it just it gives us a more global mentality. And, you know, I, I, there have been obviously flaws when it comes to extreme nationalism. We saw that in World War II with the Germans. Uh, but I believe that having a nationalistic mindset is actually beneficial when in moderation. Uh, I believe that that's what makes our country great. That's what makes people want to contribute to society, to join the military, to be someone who's going to uphold the law in our country, and to be someone who's going to help us to achieve economic prosperity. Because I, I believe when we have economic prosperity, that really leads to a safer and a, and a, and a better environment for America. And, you know, Dr. Dan, not to, not to quickly 
change subjects from that. But when we talk about our economics, I really see a lot of problems going on when we have our government that's overbearing and it's, it's starting to tax so many people and to overregulate so many markets. I believe that's something that stifles our economy. I think that's something that is is making so many businesses say, no, I don't, I don't want to open a business here in, in the states. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my production all done in overseas and maybe in China. And we're seeing how much of a problem that is to have our production done overseas, especially in China, when we just had this Wuhan coronavirus that out that came out, and now we are so limited on what we can receive on our imports and exports. Uh, I think that as a, uh, from a national security standpoint. We have got to protect American business. And, you know, as we said earlier in this program, I am a free market capitalist. But when it comes to trade all over the world, I believe it's the duty of our country to ensure that we have fair trade with other countries. And so when we see what this this uh, small trade war that we had going on with China and, and President Trump, uh, I believe what we saw with his use of tariffs, it, it, it did something that has not been able to be achieved for you know the, the last several years that I've been studying. It's where the, that comes from, from George Bush Sr., from Bill Clinton, from George Bush Jr., uh, or from, from President Obama. None of them were able to get China down to sit at the table to talk about, hey, you continually steal our intellectual property, continually to, you continue to dilute your currency to manipulate the markets to give you guys an advantage and you know as americans come and we just say oh we want nothing but free trade all over the country all over the world we are being taken advantage of and i think that president trump has been extraordinarily smart and extraordinarily brilliant and a, a visionary when it comes to saying you know what free trade is great but fair trade is better and so i i think that we've got to continue to support a system in this country where and all over the what policy that we have fair trade instead of free trade, which is a new position for me that I, I believe Americans have been taught by President Trump, because having our production done in this country is so important and imperative to our national security. Well, what you've articulated is is something that should have been obvious to every American, is that you cannot let other countries uh, dictate uh, to you how you get the things that are essential. If the essential elements required for your economy, your manufacturing, and all of that stuff has to come from overseas, you are completely at the mercy of some other country who may not always be friendly. And if, God forbid, you get into a conflict with them of some way, then you are dependent on something that your enemy uh, is, can control you with. And China, I make no mistake about it, is our dire enemy. Dr. Dan, you're absolutely right on that. Uh, I was shocked to find out, you know, after my car accident, I, I have just a few remaining physical problems that I have to deal with. But one of those is hypertension, which is high blood pressure. And so I have to rely on my heart medicine to really, you know, help my, 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 my vascular system main, remain intact and be healthy. But I was shocked and mortified to learn recently that my heart medicine is created and manufactured in China. It's something that I, that is really scary to me as an American, knowing that, you know, our imports and exports are, are at risk right now. And so I, I really believe that, you know, it, it's imperative that we have as much production, especially for anything that's essential, whether it be medical supplies, whether it be uh, fossil fuels or any, any form of energy, or whether it just be our major manufacturing. I think that has got to be done in the United States. Uh, you know, Dr. Dan, I know that you're a lover of history. 
Um, and just to give it a quick historical mindset, I believe the main reason we were able to be so dominant and to, we were able to, to win World War II, which I think is one of the greatest turning points in all of history, is because we had so much of our production done here in the United States. Uh, you know, we weren't able to match the, the Nazis with their panzers and their tanks, but we were able to outproduce them. And because of that, we were able to win. And so, I, you know, God forbid we get into another major conflict with world powers. Uh, I, I know that our military would prevail because we have the bravest and the strongest military on the planet. Uh, but at the end of the day, it would be very difficult for our country to prevail if we had all of our manufacturing done overseas, as almost all of it is done now. We've got to bring manufacturing back to the United States, so we've got to support an economic policy that makes it beneficial for them to be here. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything gonna be all right this morning.